So, Matt, is this our cold open? It is. Hearing that FC Dallas are acquiring the number three MLS Super Draft pick from Toronto FC as well as forward Dom Dwyer, and Dallas are buying out Dwyer, so Toronto gets out of Dwyer's contract, Dwyer becomes a free agent, and Dallas gets the number three Super Draft pick for their troubles. And Don Garber asks, what do you call your group? And they say, the aristocrats. (laughs) A very... The pros from Dover are Matt Goshert and Jim Bach. The show is presented by Grotesquely Swollen Jaw Productions. Follow us on Twitter at prosfromdover96. If you like the show, tell a friend or write a review. If you didn't, well, no one cares about your opinion anyway. Intro and outro music is Banana Cake by Schaefer the Dark Lord and is used with permission. Check him out at Schaefer the Dark Lord. That's S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R, thedarklord.com. Questions, comments, or thoughts? Email the show at prosfromdover96 at gmail.com. Banana, nana, put out your hands like patty cake And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that your nana makes Oh, we've got banana cake, full on banana cake Banana, nana, put out your hands like patty cake And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes And grab a stack of flapjacks that your nana makes Oh, I've got banana cake, full on banana cake Banana, nana, 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 nana Hello, welcome to tonight's episode of The Pros from Dover My name is Matt Gosher I am Jim Bach and uh, I'm back, baby. You're back, baby. I'm back, baby. Uh, fun show while I was off. Um, shame it didn't get re- or uploaded until today. I know. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever. Uh, old man yells at cloud. Old man. Old man yells at uh, Podbean account. Uh, and uh, and the like. Yeah. Um, who knew that I had to tell Podbean that it was, that it was longer than zero point zero seconds? Yeah. That's I, it. That's all you had to do. That I, was the magic bullet. I, yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Know. I, didn't I didn't know that yeah. either. But yeah, I had a lot of. Like I had a lot of fun talking with Dave. It, it was, was fun. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was. Yeah. It was fun. Next time, maybe eat beforehand. Uh, <laughs> You know, he, that was all him. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> was, I'm, I, he said the food was good, so I, I can't yeah, get too yeah, mad at you. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I would like to actually have him back at some point and be great. something with the three of us. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, no, he's a fun fun guy and would be a fun guest, I think. So. Did you um, just call him a mushroom? I did. Okay. I did. Um, so, yeah, let's talk a little uh, Columbus Crew soccer. Uh, we signed uh, Ghanaian. Oh, wow. I yeah. wonder what they're like. <laughs> <laughs> Never had one play for the team before. Not sure. I so. know. Yes. <laughs> Speak. Okay, so Ghana played today. Mensa didn't play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Really, yeah. Where, where was the game? It was the Africa Cup of Nations, so it uh-huh. was in, I don't know is where. He, is, is he staying over here for the, for the winter? I mean, I don't. I don't know if maybe it was a, was a no, COVID, he was COVID on, protocol. No, he was on the bench. Well, he was on the bench. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I thought you meant he wasn't there, which I, which was would have been more confusing. So. No, he just did not. He was he was on the bench. Okay. Um, and let's see. Yes, Ghana lost one nil to Morocco. Should have played Benson. Uh, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, he didn't get subbed on or anything. Uh huh. Um, that's really all I've got, other than. There's another defender named Mensa on the bench as well. Gideon Mensa. Okay. Um, holy crap, that guy's tiny. He weighs 141 pounds. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. Um, that's, the, yeah. So, um, yeah, we got a winger. Yeah, uh, Yaya Boa yeah. uh, from uh, Whistler Krakow. Yeah. Um, Poland. Um, I mean, I like the fact that we're signing guys from, you know, more more guys are playing in, you know, Europe and, and, and teams that I've heard of. 
yes. and things along those lines. That always helps. Um, but what do you have you seen much about this guy? I like, don't know that much about him. He seems like he could start for us. I mean, it really. We're I think we're at the time of the transfer market or, or whatever that, um, you know, we, we know who if healthy. Who's going to start? Yeah, at some positions. Yeah, but like I have no idea who our other starting center back is going to be besides Mensa. I have no idea who our starting um, fullbacks are going to be. I have no idea who our starting wingers are going to be. I mean, one assumes that Pedro Santos is going to start somewhere. Yeah, uh, whether he starts as a, a wing back or a winger is really kind of up in the air, depending on who else is on the squad mm-hmm. um, and who else is healthy. Yeah. And yeah, so I, did we get this guy as a as a roster player, as a backup, or did we get him as a potential starter? So this is this is his resume at this point. Um, he was signed by Manchester City. Yeah, in I saw 2014. That. Um, did not play for Manchester City. Was loaned out uh, to France. Uh, was loaned out to the Netherlands. Uh, was loaned out to um, Spanish second league team. Um, and then ends up going to uh, a Soria. Uh, oh, a, sp- a Spanish. Um, it's a, it's a uh, autonomous community of, of Castle and Leon, which is uh, part of Spain, uh, ostensibly. Uh, don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm. I'm. I'm not versed enough in Spanish politics to to be able to make a definitive statement on that. But they do play in the Spanish league. Well, um, Monaco plays in the French league, so there you go. Yes, and then um, goes to um, was the Krakow in uh, Poland. Um, at that 47 appearances, nine goals for them, which is good. Not bad. Um, before them, I, I mean, the only other real. You know he played. He played a lot. Uh, decent amount of appearances for um, Lil's uh, second squad. Uh, three appearances on the senior team. Uh, FC Twenty um, had twenty six appearances with two goals. Uh, this team in Spain, um, Ovedio, uh He had twenty appearances there. Zero goals. Um, goes to Numancia. This other team in Spain, uh, were, you know, in the Spanish league, two goals in thirty-four appearances. <laughs> um, he's coming to his own kind of in the last couple of years. It looks like. I mean, the thing is, is I say this, the dude's only twenty-four, so I know, he's yeah, got a yeah. lot of time left. Like, um, gotting you twenties, ten appearances, five goals. Uh, gotting you twenty-threes, five appearances, two goals. Uh, got a senior team, four appearances, zero goals at this point. Um, right. So I mean, he's you know anybody that's going to make it on the on the senior team of Ghana, I'm 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 good with. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah, I mean that's I, a quality that's a quality senior team. Um, good pedigree as far as that goes. Uh, good, you know they they obviously have have given us problems uh, in a few World Cups, and uh, I'm 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 excited to see him play. Yeah, I am as well. Yeah, I I don't have a. Because I don't think we paid that much for this guy. I don't think so either, but it's obviously, you know, it's Major League Soccer money, so... Um, basically, I know that we paid down... Uh, we're pay- He's getting paid more than the league maximum, but we're paying it down with um, with Garber Bucks. Yeah, with Garber Bucks, yeah. yeah. That, that sounds about right. Yes, it does. I'll take it, you know what I mean? It's it's something the other... Um, you got anything else to say about, about him before we, we go? 
forward because I, I don't know a whole lot about the guy and I don't, yeah. uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see him play. Uh, I'm excited to have him here. Um, uh, that's about all I got. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. The other um, re-signing uh, was announced uh, about two hours ago was Evan Bush. Oh, um, I didn't see that. Yeah, Evan Bush, uh, the crew just probably within about two hours of us starting to record announced on um, Instagram that Evan had re-signed. So um, quality backup, uh, solid keeper. Yeah. Um, we're not going to pay an arm and a leg for him, I don't think. Um, and he's an Ohio guy. So I... I I got no problem with that whatsoever. I think it's a good, I think it's a good move. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah. And you know, this is something I think we've talked about at least twice before, like with who's out of contract, all that sort of stuff. And uh, before we were recording, you were talking that somebody. Oh, uh, was it Miguel Barry? Only has one year left on his contract. Yes. Let me actually pull that back here real quick. Uh, pull up what I had on here. So I'm looking at transfer market, which obviously you know is pulling data from press releases and, and things along those lines. We have a lot of players um, whose whose contract end dates are listed. That's the biggest thing because we have a lot of players who don't have their contract end dates listed on here. Jonathan Mensa being one. Um, Darlington Nagby being one. Um, a ton, Artur, et cetera, et cetera. Um, the ones that do, uh, that I was looking at, Pedro Santos, uh, 2022, uh, Josh Williams, end of 2022. Um, let me see here, Jossie Zardes, which we already know, end of 2022. Uh, but the one that I was looking at, Miguel Berry, um, at this point making a little over half a million dollars a year, um, 24 years old. And has just become kind of the, you know, as we've talked about many, many times before, the, you know, come on, get you a goal or uh, start and, and get you a goal. And uh, just just kind of our money in the bank guy. Um, yeah. How much money do you think we're going to offer him in the offseason? Oh. <laughs> I mean, depending on how this season goes. But I, I, knock on wood, I hope, you know, everything goes well for him. Uh, and, and I hope we're in a position where we need to offer him a lot of money because that means he's done real well. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, it's it's really hard to say. Um, so one of the things that Dave and I talked about, um, oh, those many weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, although it seems like just this morning. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Um, Walls. Yeah. So I, I asked him flat out, um, given, the, given the assumption that um, Caleb Porter is going to play with one center forward. Mm-hmm. Who would you choose if they're both healthy? Would you choose Santos? Would you choose Barry? And he straight off just... I'm not Santos. Uh, uh, Zardes. Zardes. Yeah. He straight off just said Zardes is the guy. Yeah, Zardes is the guy. Yes, okay. 100%. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, so what does that mean? So given that the World Cup is like at the end of the year. Yeah. So there's no World Cup break. No, there's no World Cup break. And they're not playing any games during um, uh, international breaks this year as well. Right. Yeah. So it's very likely that barring injuries, Zardes is going to be available far more than we've seen yeah. since we've had him. So what happens? What does that mean to Barry? What? I think. I mean, you saw. You saw. Um, uh, you saw Porter mess around with some some different different formations last year. Yes, I, I hope he continues to do so. Yeah, uh, because I think that that was uh, I think that was a smart idea. 
Um, I think that also Barry coming on as the super sub um, could be a thing as well. Um, you're also going to have a lot of fixture congestion this year. Oh, yeah, with all the other... Yeah, yeah. Keep forgetting yeah, about I, I that. Think the, I think the Open Cup is back this year. Um, at yeah. least it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so you're going to have even more fixture congestion with that. Um, unfortunately, we don't have to worry about championship, Champions League this year. Uh, and I don't think we're getting invited to the, you know, last non-every-team-goes... You know, Mexico, U.S. League, um, Extra Super League, or whatever it's called. I don't think we're getting invited to that this year, because um, I think that's just going to be an invitational people that don't make Champions League, and we didn't even make the playoffs. So right. don't look at that uh, as, a, as a thing that will happen. But regardless of, of any of that, um, there are going to be a lot of Wednesday games. There are going to be a lot of games, I mean... I can pull this up right now and look because it finally loaded into my phone after forever. But um, where is it here? <laughs> my phone thinks that the uh, Columbus Crew at Real Salt Lake game uh, extends into the next day because of how late it starts. <laughs> but there, there are actually Spanish League, like La Liga matches, that yeah. start at like 11 p.m. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Because it's so. So between, um, let's see here, between the June 18th and uh, the end of July, we have... We have ten matches in six weeks. Ten matches in six weeks. Ten matches in six weeks. Okay. Um, we're gonna need we're we're gonna need some legs. Uh, yeah. Now, is that fair to a player like Miguel Berry and and as well as he did last year? No, nah, probably not. Probably not. Um, and I hope that we are treating him well so that he wants to resign. If um, if his performance this year uh, dictates it, um, right. because I do, I think I'm, I'm greedy and I want them both. And I think Zardes will be. I mean, we exercised our our option on Zardes for this year, so Zardes will be out of contract next year. Right. Um, we. I think. I think a big priority should be resigning him. Um, people are like, oh well, he's 31. I'm like, he's 31. I mean, just like. So? Yeah, so. That's not, you know, he's not 38. Uh, he's not somebody that we should be spending a little bit less money on and pulling back on. He's he's in the prime of his career at this point. Yeah. If um, he was 38, he'd still be younger than Zebrahimovic. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you look at you look at all that sort of stuff, and, and I think that we should be, uh, we should 100% be uh, making sure that we're playing Miguel Berry. Because I think that it will lead to additional success with our club, um, but I don't think that it is. Uh, I don't. I don't think we need to pick and choose here. Well, okay. I guess my point is, they're both out of contract at the end of ne- uh, at the end of this season. I keep yes. forgetting it's twenty twenty two. Yes. Um, it would be nice if it if we could make them both happy enough so that they felt like they they had a home here in Columbus. Yeah. Um, and I guess what I'm saying is, I'm very thankful that we have such a a, uh, a tactful, warm, loving, nice coach as Caleb Porter to make sure that this happens. 
So here's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to kick that baby. And you want to just cut it right in half. And each one of you can have part of it. Exactly. <laughs> oh. Is Caleb Porter not a nice guy? I, I, I think, I, think I, I mean, I don't know him. I, I've never met him. I, I, th- I thought he was... He doesn't strike me as an asshole. Well, okay, then, then that's one of you. Okay, okay, <laughs> yeah, fair okay that's that's fair. that's yeah. Basically, the the. I mean, he he might be a really nice guy. Oh yeah, I don't. I'm know. sure he I loves genu- his children. I genuinely, I, I hope I hope so. Yeah, yes. I, I I genuinely don't know the answer. But to that. but my my general understanding is that everyone thinks that he is actually an asshole. Oh okay, <laughs> yeah. right, cool. Well, yeah, good for him. I mean, yeah, I mean, hey. He won a championship two years ago. I'm fine with it. He won a championship seven years ago, too. Yeah, I wasn't fine with that one. I wasn't fine with that one, either. Well, we haven't <laughs> talked really since the MLS Cup. No, we haven't, have we? Oh, my God. That was, um, God, I barely remember it now. No, we have. We did We did the podcast right afterwards. Never mind, we Actually, did. Actually, yeah. we did a podcast during it. Well, we did it during, but then, then we did one. We did one afterwards. We did the one that... <laughs> Yeah, where we just talked about salaries almost the entire time. You're right. I, yeah. I was I was on the East Coast forever. I know. Which, by the way, I I um, walked around um, the DC United Stadium while I was there. Okay. I did not um, walk around uh, the stadium in Philadelphia when I was in Philadelphia because it wasn't in Philadelphia. And uh, dear God, there's no reason I'm going to go to Chester unless there's a soccer I was going to say, game. isn't it like Harrisburg or something? In Chester. Yeah, which I, know, is, I, know. I mean, it's it's. I think the Amtrak went through Chester on the way from Delaware to Philly, but it didn't stop. Uh, right. Yeah. 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 Why so would no it? Reason, no reason for it to. No, not at all. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a whole, uh, it was a fun trip, but yeah. uh, that's yeah. about it. Well, um, do you want to go to break? Yeah, uh, let's we'll go to come break. Back, um, and uh, you want to talk uh, after this about how the owners of Major League Soccer teams are not your friend? That's. I'd love to. Cool. All right. We'll be back in just a second. It's the pros from Dover. And we're back. It is uh, our second segment on the pros from Dover this evening. My name is Matt. I'm Jim. And uh, let's talk about how the uh, owners of Major League Soccer franchises are not your friend. They are not my friend. They're not my friend either. Um, here's the deal. I, I have nothing against them. I... Um, want their soccer franchises to succeed. I am thankful for the fact that they invested money in the city that I live in uh, and the soccer franchise that I support. Yes. Um, The thing that I'm not going to do ever is uh, actually be buddies with them because they don't care about me. They don't. No. No. I mean, they care about me spending money with them, which is fine. And this is not... This is not... um, Probably going where I think a half <laughs> half of the audience thinks it's going. No, I don't think it's going to go. Uh, I think that we're probably pretty simpatico on this. And, yeah. <clears throat> and for those of us who, for those of you who don't, you know, follow my Twitter feed with a fine tooth comb, um, like the federal prosecutors do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> who was it? Was it with it? Was it Keith Noss the other day who? It was some some crew Twitter guy. Who, I was not paying attention to this. So you brought this to my attention after the fact, but I right. did not go back and research okay, it. Well, I, just, yeah. I just know the, the context. So if you want to uh, 
if you want to delve into the, the context of it a little bit more, and then we can go from there. Well, the context was basically that um, there was, I don't know, a tweet, a news story, uh, something that, that showed that uh, the Haslams have donated money to a lot of politicians who essentially supported the, uh, the overthrow of our, our government. Yeah. On, uh, a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't know every crew fan personally, although sometimes it feels like I do. Well, you know, there's that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can tell you that most of the crew fans that I know, not all, but most of them, um, look fairly dimly on that. Yeah. I and, do. Yes, I, I do as well. Yeah. Um, no. I'm going to preface this this little bit of a rant um, by saying that although I might disagree with the policies, I have no fundamental argument with rich people supporting Republicans. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, that's what rich people do. That is true. Yes. That, that, that said, um, I have a lot of problem with anybody supporting politicians who don't support democracy in my country. Mm-hmm. So I, I tweeted something out basically saying our earners are scum. Um, friend of the pod, Chris Lamacchia, whom Chris, come on, talk with us about this or any other issue you want to talk about. I don't care what it is. Um, he, he responded and he started making some very, very good points, as Chris is wont to do, that just because our owners are not good people doesn't mean that we should not support the team or doesn't mean that by extension anybody who does support the team are bad people. Okay. And I completely agree with Chris. Yeah. Then we got into the discussion of the biggest problem that I have with the whole like ownership fan interaction is that um, like you said, the owners are not our friends. And yep. they are not our friends. No. Um, especially in the wake of Save the Crew. Especially yeah. in the wake of Save the Crew. But also, after there was that feeling of neglect after Lamar Hunt died, and then the, the Hunt family didn't really seem to care about us, and it was clear that they, they because they're from the area, Dallas was their team, and they were looking get rid of us and it was sort of a mutual like kind of like a bad marriage where it's like I really want a divorce but it's not working right now um, and then we got a divorce from the hunts and mm-hmm. then we got pre-court yeah and for a, a window pre-court was to crew fandom the greatest human being in the universe mm-hmm. yeah yeah I got duped as well I'm aware and and that's the problem that I have, is that it's basically the deification or the beatification of anybody who comes in and buys the team. And, okay, that's, okay, essentially that's the problem that I have, is that this is a capitalist society, and any business that you are going to patronize is going to have an owner, and that owner is more than likely going to make more money than you, and is probably going to be politically on a different end of the scale than you. That's fine. 
don't think that these owners owe you anything other than funding your hobby. Yeah. Period. Now, now what I will counter with that is, and and this is this is something. What I did was I went through, um, and with with Jimmy Haslam. Um, and I didn't even look up D at this point. Uh, I just looked up Jimmy Haslam uh, because uh, that was the one that was was brought up on on your Twitter feed. Right. And I looked up uh, Carl Linderer as well, the owner of okay. FC Cincinnati. Right. Um, and it's the difference is is that Carl Linderer donates a lot of money to. Uh, with the exception of the Senate Leadership Fund, which I'm seeing uh, both of them donating obscene amounts of money to. Um, I think uh, Haslam definitely had one that was... Uh, I'm, sh- I'm showing Linderer definitely donated $100,000 to the Republican Senate Leadership Co- uh, Fund. Um, Haslam, I want to say $125,000 uh, to the same group. Um, this is definitely a... Uh, rich people, uh, so we can get the uh, money off on our taxes we want, whatever, uh, fund. Um, they have a lot of... Uh, the other thing that you have to look at when you look at um, Jimmy Haslam, just just specifically him, is that his father is still alive. Or at least his father at, at one point was still alive. And he is Jimmy Haslam the third. And there's Jimmy Haslam second because when I originally looked at it, it was like two thousand entries versus like four hundred and some <laughs> right, <laughs> entries, yeah. and I was like, "That's way more than anybody." And then I'm like, "Oh, it's not the same person." And then you have to look and see. But wouldn't his dad be living in Tennessee? They both live in Tennessee. Oh yeah, I guess they do. They both they? live in Knoxville. They both live in the same zip code. They probably have like a little compound, like the Corleones or the Kennedys. Oy, oy, oy. <laughs> I don't want to get there, but um, yeah. and, and uh, so here's what I'm not going to do on this show uh, or or anywhere in this point is say that it's a good thing because uh, it's not. Uh, I looked at a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the people that uh, both um, Mr. Haslam uh, and uh, the hell's the Cincinnati guy. I just said his name. I have to pull it back up. Yeah, I did just... Mr. Linderer. That's right, yeah. I'll, yes. I'll even give them that that uh, that respect. And other Major League Soccer owners and Major League Soccer itself and other people involved, uh, in my opinion, make a lot of shitty political donations. Yeah. Um, I, I, You know what? At the end of the day, if you're somebody that... Um, that wants to, to allocate the way you spend your money in the way that the owners do that, I think that that's a it's a good point to make. If you want to if you want to go and um, talk to any of these owners at any of the public events they do or anything along those lines, by all means, it's within your rights. Yeah, um, I'm not going to interact with the owners in that way. Oh, me? I don't want to interact with the owners at all. No, 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 no. no. I had my fill of that with the last owners. Um, yeah, I mean, um, um, uh, who's the who's the uh, orthopedic guy who was part of the ownership group? Oh, uh, oh God, why am I afraid? I know, Doctor uh, Pete Edwards. Yeah, Pete Edwards. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I used to talk to him at crew games back at the older stadium because my seats were just above his box. Mm-hmm. 
So I would sometimes see him at halftime and things like that. Um, that's different, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to, I want to, like, have a little digression just for a second. Well, I'm going to go ahead, you know, I'll real quick before you do that. Okay. I'll okay. go ahead and tell you that Pete Edwards has, uh, of Columbus, Ohio, because there are other Pete Edwards. Shocking. Uh, but there's only, there's only five listings on the website that I'm using to, to look this up. Um, Pete Edwards has donated to Richard Cordray. Oh. Uh, and has donated to Rob Portman. Um, <laughs> it's, I don't, it's, 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 it almost sounds like to me that he's, he donates money to people he knows personally. Possibly. I yeah. mean, I mean, it's, it's, um, I, I don't want this to sound like I'm, um, because I'm not endorsing, uh, political donations to people I don't like, uh, but if you looked up um, the owners of any professional sports team or any major, uh, what I would say, you know, major entertainment venue, um, you looked up the owners of, uh, and I don't know who owns them, you know, or the or the CEO or or the or the company itself and their political donations. Cedar Fair. Let's look at like like something like that. It's a big entertainment company that's not uh, sports. Yeah. Right? Probably going to find a lot of things you don't like. Probably. Yeah. The I, only I, ones that, the only one that I think, the only sports team that I think comes off clean here, because look at OSU. Oh, God. Yeah. No. You don't want to do that. No. Um, I think the only one that really comes off clean here would probably end up being the Columbus Clippers. But the because Clippers they, are owned by the county. Because they can't. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they—that's what I'm saying—is I think the only sports team. Because I'm sure if you look back at the McConnells, there's oh, going to well. be a lot of, of donations. If you're somebody, if you're somebody that doesn't uh, enjoy fomenting of insurrection in this country, uh, I think that you're probably um, gonna gonna. Uh, only be able to appreciate the the Columbus Clippers record on this is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Okay. So the point I wanted to make is so years ago, um, not that many years ago, but a few uh-huh. years ago, I read this book called The Manager by uh, uh, Barney Roney. Yeah. Who's, uh, he, he's a sports journalist for the Guardian. Very good writer. Yeah. Um, and one of the points, <coughs> excuse me, one of the points he makes very early on in this book is that. The position of the football manager, the head coach, the manager of the team, however you want to describe it, that position was created specifically mm-hmm. so that they could get fired. Yeah. Because what what was going on in the late 19th century when the sport was, you know, burgeoning in, in, in England and in Scotland was that there was the owner. Yeah. And there was the players. Yeah. And... When the fans got mad, they got mad at the owner. Mm-hmm. So the owners decided, let's create a job for somebody that the fans can get mad at instead of us. Yep. That's how the position of a football manager got created. And this is this is my, my point on this. Um, well, my point my, is you're not supposed to like the owners. Yeah, you're not. No, 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 100%. You're not supposed to like the owners. Well, my, also, my other point is, and, and I... I, I Hope that I didn't too sloppily get to this because I haven't been drinking that much yet. But um, is that it's perfectly fine not to like the owners. 
Um, it's perfectly fine to also... It's kind of weird to like the owners unless, like, just sort of automatically is sort of my Yeah, opinion. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, am I thankful that they invested the money to keep, keep the team in town? Yes. That, that, I, I owe them my gratitude for that specific action and nothing else. Yeah, okay. It's like, you're a lifelong Chelsea fan. No, God, gross. Well, no, you are not. But let yeah. us posit a lifelong Chelsea fan. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Chelsea are, I mean, they're a biggish London team. So uh-huh. it's not like. It's weird they don't play in Chelsea. It is weird they don't play in Chelsea. They play mm-hmm. in Fulham. Mm-hmm. Fulham plays in Fulham as well. Yeah. But, but yeah. I like them better. Yes. I'm not a Fulham fan either, but I like them better. Go ahead. But, okay, my point is so Chelsea. Have n- had never been a huge team. Yeah, uh, they hadn't won a lot of titles. I mean, they were they were like they were generally in the top division, um, that sort of thing. And and I guess back in the '60s, they were a very hip team, like like the swinging London people. That they yeah. they went to Chelsea matches. Cause, yeah, because I think they all lived in that sort of neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then along comes Roman Abramovich, who is. An unseemly person, shall we say? I mean, he's basically like a a in the wake of Putin taking over Russia after the collapse of the Soviet Union, um, an evil oligarch. Yeah. Um, so, on the one hand, he's a horrible person who might personally be responsible for the deaths of thousands of thousands of people. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, he buys your team, and you start to win championships. You start to win a lot of championships. Yeah. How do you feel about this? Yeah. Well, this is a problem. This is a problem for Manchester City. This is a problem for a lot of teams. Yep. This is a problem for, I don't know, Paris Saint-Germain. This is a problem potentially, but hopefully not, for Newcastle United. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Unless you're a fan of the Green Bay Packers or the equivalent, it's very difficult to, if you think hard enough about it, to reconcile your sports fandom with how the people who own your sports team behave other than owning your sports team. Yeah. And so... I don't want to look up the. I don't want to look up the. And not that I've. I've really been a huge, uh, you know, huge NFL supporter in the last fifteen years, but I don't want to look up the the Irsay's, uh, uh record on on spending for the Indianapolis Colts. Like no, no, thank you. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't want to look up a lot of that. And and the whole thing is is like. And this is, I guess, this is, I guess, where you get into this because it, it is a lot of these teams, and and you look at. We could probably another day. We could we could definitely delve way further into the hypocrisy of it all, um, yeah. because there's so much of that. There's so much of that because as an owner of a sports franchise, um, how can you support uh, this? Candidates that you, if if you are a, if you are a person that supports candidates that are anti LGBT, for example, um, and then you have a Pride Night, or 
you know, you you uh, have your supporters are very adamantly immigrants welcome, and you support somebody that has an anti-immigrant stance, or or, or that sort of well, stuff. Well, your your supporters are half from another country. Yeah, or not or your or supporters, your, your, players, or your players, your players, your players, yeah. or, or your coach. It's it's a it's a thing, and it's something that I I, I do think is a bit over our pay grade to completely parse out. Um, but I, I think the thesis statement of this is is the the, the true statement is that they're they're not your friend. Um, they're not. They they came in. They had the money to invest in the club that you love, uh, and that is the reason the club that you love is still here. Uh, and I I am thankful to them for that. Above and beyond that, I owe them nothing. Yeah. Um, Above and beyond that, you owe them nothing that you don't owe any other human being. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. No. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Um, if if D Haslam was was I don't know stranded on the roadside. I would, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, honestly, and and I, this is nothing, you know, win, lose, or draw about D Haslam. I, I don't know if I'd recognize. D. Well, Haslam I probably wouldn't. Either. No, I'm sure it would. Be. But, but if I recognize, if she had a sign that said, "I own the Columbus Crew and I'm stranded on the roadside," I wouldn't be. I wouldn't drive past. You know what I mean? But I also wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, I, I'm not going to parse morality here. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't treat her any different than I would treat any other person. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, I think, I, and so once again, my complaint is the fact that, you know, I, I really only know, the, okay, there's two fan bases that I know. Yeah. I, I know the Columbus Crew fan base. And I know the Bradford City fan base. And the Bradford City fan base's attitude towards their ownership, or our ownership, or however you want to put it, is, let's just say it's very, 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 very different than, than the fan base of the Columbus Crew's attitude towards yeah. their... But, you know, I, we don't need to go into that. What I don't like is somehow the fans of this team seem to, need, to feel a need... It's 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 more than the, it's it's a need to to want to have this emotional connection with the owners of because, a business and that I you get, patronize. And, and I get it, I get it. And this is where I, I mean, I'll go back to I'll go back to 2013, where I got completely duped on on Massive Report uh, by the previous ownership. Yeah. Um, Anthony Precourt lied to me. I believed it. Uh, I went on, and I, I, in hindsight, did a few softball interviews with him yeah. that I um, regret at this point. Um, I, I need to interject that I regret nothing. <laughs> it's totally fair. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I, it, it's one of those things where fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Well, we won't get fooled again. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, but no, I mean, yeah, he he's uh, and, and I don't think I've made any qualms about the fact that I think he's a fucking liar and I yeah. think he's an asshole. Um, and considering he apologized to Alex Stanek, like you have my email address, you jackass. 
Um, I think he still follows me on Twitter. Oh, I, I blocked him. Oh. Um, I think he still follows me on Twitter after I called him on Twitter prior to 2016 the Donald Trump of sports ownership. Uh, well, no. it, it was it was mostly because of the inherited wealth thing. That yeah. Was, it was. I mean, you know, <laughs> you look at most of them. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, not, none of the real... Uh, Owners of any sports team, I think, are super bootstrappy. But we, we could Al we Davis. Could, we could get into that in a different. Yeah, I think Al Davis, the guy who owned the Raiders back in the '60s and '70s. I think he was. Yeah, I'm talking about now. I know. I yeah, know. I'm talking about you, now. Wait, you talking... mean you mean you mean they're they're not still playing in Oakland and 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 you know Daryl Lamonica is God, not still. There. God, I wanted so bad, and 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 I say this as somebody there. as I say say this as somebody who. Uh, ostensibly supports the Colts. I wanted the Colts and the Steelers to lose yesterday in the 1 o'clock game so that the 8.30 uh, Rams and Raiders game would have led to both of them making the playoffs if it was, it was the a tie. It, it wasn't the, the Rams, Chargers. The Chargers. Yes. I'm sorry, the other, the other Los Angeles team that got stolen from a different market. I apologize. The Chargers-Raiders game would have ended in a tie and they both would have made the playoffs because well, it, would it, it would have been that way anyway. No, no, they, no both of those teams it, had to lose. No, 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 no. The, the, if the Chargers and Raiders game had ended in a tie last night, they would have both gone through. Seriously. Really? So the, the it or was at the, least or at least the no Steel- one of them would have gone through. The Steelers the, would the not. Steelers, have, okay. That's that's the whole <laughs> thing. Is it would have been they both would not have gone through. If the Steelers would have lost, then then okay. it would have gone to that. Which I I just I wanted so bad, just for all of my NFL friends who who well, just Twitter just blew up. Oh, I know, right, right. <coughs> well, it almost ended in a tie. It went to overtime. Yes, you know what I mean. All that and the Steelers game went to overtime, if I remember correctly. I didn't watch any of these, but I I was following viciously on on the internet because oh, I oh, would have oh. I told I told Gina that if um, both of those games would have ended in losses for the the Colts and the the uh, Steelers, that I was going to because I know Ruby's right now is closed on Sundays, uh, but I would have found a I probably would have gone to Old Fields. And just watch that game. So you, because you you don't know what happened at the end of the Raiders Chargers game. No. Okay. So if that game had ended in a tie, yeah, they would have both gone through. Really? Yes. Okay. So the Raiders have the ball. Yeah. They are basically just running down the middle, trying to run out the clock because yeah. they don't care. Yeah. I mean, they care a little bit because if they win, they get a better playoff thing. Yeah. Okay. So they they get a first down and within theoretical field goal range. Yeah. Two seconds left on the clock. The Chargers called a timeout. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. <laughs> was that in overtime? It was in overtime. It, this was at like twelve twenty a.m. Jesus. Well, I'm glad I didn't, because I wouldn't have been able to just watch the end of the game at the bar anyway. The last call. <laughs> it was no. It was nuts. It's like yeah. If it, it basically the Chargers are like, if you do nothing, you make the playoffs. So what do you do? You call a timeout. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so the guy makes like a forty-seven-year-old field, forty-seven-year-old field goal. Forty-seven yards. Forty-seven-year-old field goal, bro. 
47-yard field okay. goal. We've started talking about the NFL. Are you I, ready to wrap this show I up? I think we are. Yeah, we're, um, I think we're done for the night. Yeah, uh, Guys, we're the pros from Dover. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, and uh, if you got anything you want to say to us, uh, you should do it on Twitter. Or just show up at the bar, you know. We're yeah. probably recording if it's a Monday. Yep. Uh, it'd be good to see you. Hashtag finest kind. Yeah. And uh, bring back the bullpen car. We'll be back next week. Talk to you later. The pros from Dover are Matt Goshert and Jim Bach. The show is presented by Grotesquely Swollen Jaw Productions. Follow us on Twitter at prosfromdover96. If you like the show, tell a friend or write a review. If you didn't, well, no one cares about your opinion anyway. Intro and outro music is Banana Cake by Schaefer the Dark Lord and is used with permission. Check him out at Schaefer the Dark Lord. That's S-C-H-A-F-F-E-R, thedarklord.com. Questions, comments, or thoughts? Email the show at prosfromdover96 at gmail.com. Banana, nana, put out your hands like patty cake. And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes. And grab a stack of flapjacks that your nana makes. Oh, we've got banana cake, full on banana cake. Banana, nana, put out your hands like patty cake. And go bananas, we're gonna go banana cakes. And grab a stack of flapjacks that your nana makes. Oops, I've got banana cake, full on banana cake. Banana, nana, 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 nana.